Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. So my special guest today is Dr. Trevor Cates, and she was actually the first woman licensed as a naturopathic doctor in California, and was also appointed to California's Bureau of Naturopathic Medicine Advisory Council. After working in several world-renowned spas, Dr. Cates became known as the Spa Doc. She sees patients in her private practice in Park City, Utah, with a focus on graceful aging and glowing skin. She is also host of the Spot Doctor Podcast and the online Glowing Skin Summit. She's the author of Glowing Skin from Within and believes the key to healthy skin is inner and outer nourishment. Dr. Cates, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Great. It's great to be here. Okay, so one thing that I know you like to say about our skin is that it is our magic mirror. So... Can you explain to our audience what what does that mean? Absolutely. Yeah, so I I consider our skin our magic mirror because it's our largest organ. It's right on the surface of our body, so it's a great tool to use to determine the overall health of our body. So when our skin is dry or we're breaking out and eczema or acne or various skin conditions, there's usually some sort of underlying cause that's causing that to happen. And if you can address that, you're going to help your skin and you're also going to help your overall health. So that's why I call it our magic mirror because it's giving us these great clues that we can choose to either ignore and suppress by using you know, it's topical steroids or antibiotics and just suppressing it or covering it up with makeup. Or you can see the body as trying to give you a sign of some sort and then look to try and find why is my body doing this. And Because once you do that, you really, the opportunities are so great because you can have clear glowing skin and you can have more vibrant health. So the listeners out there that are suffering, you know, with adult acne or rosacea or eczema or psoriasis or just some rash of unknown, you know, origin, nobody has given it a label yet. It really is just there's something deeper going on inside the body. Most of the time that is the case. And, and unfortunately, conventional dermatology approach is let's suppress it, let's get rid of it, and not, not really looking at why it's happening in the first place, not really delving into what is the underlying cause. And so we're missing out on an opportunity. And, and certainly these treatments can work. You can put on a topical steroid. It can make things, you know, an eczema disappear or an itchiness disappear. But you're not, you know, you're probably, it's either probably going to come back 
Or if you're not addressing those underlying issues, then it's going to show up in your health in some other way. So it's not that that they don't work. Um, they can work, but it, the concern is that you're not you're not taking advantage of this opportunity to really find out what's going on. So yeah, just as you had just mentioned, the conventional medical model is basically for a lot of these conditions using some kind of a topical product that helps, but Often it's just a temporary kind of a band-aid solution because the real root cause is not being addressed. Right, right. And I know that some um, sometimes dermatologists will um, prescribe things like um, uh, birth control pills for acne. And maybe some people are thinking, okay, well, that's addressing a hormonal imbalance, but it's not really addressing it. It's actually just making it more complicated. So um, helping support the body's innate ability to heal, helping create balance within the body is more of what I'm talking about when we talk about addressing root issues. Absolutely. Okay, so um, what are some of the common misconceptions about skin that you think are important for us to know about? Well, I, we just touched on one of those, which is that a lot of times people think if we just can cover it up or if we can just suppress it, it's going to go away and it's not going to be a problem anymore. But I have seen cases where people have had skin issues and suppressed it and then they had more complicated issue, health issues arise. So I, you know, I think that there's a large part of that is that, you know, you weren't addressing those underlying issues. And if you had, then you could have avoided a lot of other health complications. So, the first thing is is that this misconception that all we need to do is just suppress it and co or cover it up and it's going to go away. Um, and then another thing is that a big misconception is what we put on our skin doesn't get absorbed or doesn't impact our health. And we do know that what we put on our skin can be absorbed and can get in our bloodstream and create problems. There are a lot of personal care products that people use as well as topical treatments, skin treatments that contain a lot of harmful ingredients. And one of the biggest concerns are the hormone disrupting chemicals or the endocrine disrupting chemicals. And when people put these products on their skin, those endocrine disrupting chemicals can create all sorts of imbalances with our hormones and just add to this toxic soup of um, environmental toxins that we're exposed to. So, so there's that, you know, what we put on our skin really does impact our health. And people mindlessly put things on there. You know, you know all the different personal care products we put 9 to 11 or more products a day, exposing us to over 100 different unique ingredients. And unfortunately, the FDA has only, United States FDA has only banned um, about 11 ingredients, and whereas other countries like in they banned over a thousand ingredients. So we, we, I think, you know, realizing that what you put on your skin is, does impact your health. And also that there's not somebody out there that's watching out for what, what skincare companies, personal care product companies, uh, topical treatment companies are. There's no, there are not a lot of regulations and protection for us. So we have to do the work ourselves by reading labels. Yeah, it's really scary to think that. On average, we use nine to eleven products a day, mm -hmm. and and they're probably all full of chemicals. Yeah, and for the average person. 
Yeah, and that's men too. I mean, you think about it because people are like, how do I use that many different things? And, um, you know, you think about deodorants and um, shampoo, conditioners, lotions, sunscreens, um, aftershave. For, you know, men even use a lot of different products. And then women, of course, all the makeup that we, we use and the different skincare products. And, oh, they're just, it just, the list goes on and on. And all of those have different ingredients. And, they, the individual ingredients, their concerns with many of those, and also their concerns about the combination, what these things do when they interact with each other, when they get together in our bodies or even on our skin. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of, a lot that we don't think about. And I don't want to scare people. I think if we just cover some basics today of what to look for and how to avoid them and how to be smart, it, it's not it's not super hard and it's not something worth being worried about and freaked out about but it's just another thing to be proactive with your health so I just wanted to take a moment and go back to what you said about um, the potential of suppressing the skin condition usually leads to further problems in some way shape or form I just kind of want to share my story behind oh, yeah. that so that listeners can kind of have an idea. So when I was growing up, so my late teens is when I started having acne on my face. And uh, I went, you know, through school, through college, through chiropractic school. It just got like worse and worse and worse. Then I was in private practice and I just couldn't stand it anymore. You know, and all along the way, Dr. Cates, I was following the traditional medical route, which was to take um, prescription antibiotics um, orally and then topical antibiotics on my face and then like retin-A cream and whatnot on my face. And all of that would help, but it was all like just temporary. And as soon as I stopped it, all of the acne would come back. So like a lot of people, I was just like, I am sick and tired of this. I'm the next step is to take uh, Accutane. And I chose to do that because I was just so sick and tired of having acne on my face and every time looking in the mirror and seeing that, you know, staring back at me. So I chose to go with the big guns and I started Accutane and honest to God, within that first week of being on Accutane, this is where the whole thing of suppressing the condition usually leads to further bigger problems. Within that first week of starting Accutane, I develop psoriasis all over my body. And as you know, Dr. Kate, psoriasis is an autoimmune condition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to kind of give that example to the listeners out there that you might have like a little bit of eczema or a little bit of acne, and that might not seem like a big deal now, but that could, well, that does signal underlying deeper issues in your body um, that can uh, have a domino effect, right? Right, absolutely, and and I you know I started off as a kid with my own, with also with skin issues and and health problems. When I was a kid, I had a lot of allergies and eczema, hives, a, a lot of atopic dermatitis and things. So, I and conventional medicine that route did not work well for me. I actually had a lot of adverse reactions to the medications. Developed more allergies, and it luckily I didn't continue down that road for very long after after a few years my parents found a holistic practitioner to take me to and that's the one thing that helped me so I think sometimes I think back after especially hearing stories from my patients I think back and and I'm so grateful that my parents found this person because I've seen what other 
complications can arise if you don't address some of these underlying issues. You don't really address it from a more holistic, integrative perspective um, approach. And so, like, for example, I see people, other other patients I've had, um, they start off with eczema and they are, you know, it's continually suppressed and they may develop other issues like asthma is a big one that oftentimes presents itself because it's it's an alert, it's an, another form of allergies and you basically, your immune system is trying to figure out how to respond. And then another thing that you mentioned is is autoimmune disease. That's very quite, very common if we suppress and suppress, eventually our immune system doesn't know how to respond. So it, 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 it actually will start attacking itself, which is what an autoimmune disease is because it doesn't know how to respond anymore because it's been told don't, you know, that the signals it's giving is wrong. So then it, it gets, it creates these imbalances with that as well as hormone imbalances. So I see comp, complicated hormonal issues with women in particular who have been on birth control pills or Accutane or different things, um, to suppress, especially with acne. Um, because again, their, their hormones get out of balance or their body has been told that what it's been doing is wrong and so it creates these more imbalances and it just further complicates it so then people start having uh, really bad PMS or irregular menstrual cycles or PCOS or different other issues that become more of an issue than their skin problem was. So um, my skin as it stands now is so much better. I would say it's like 99.9% gone, all that acne and psoriasis. And, and it wasn't until I got into natural medicine and functional medicine to really root out the underlying causes. And, and we'll get there, so the listeners just hold tight. But before we kind of go down that road, um, Dr. Cates, can you talk about what are some of the skin changes that we should be looking for that can be a sign that our body's not well, our health, health is not well? Yeah, absolutely. And we've we've touched on some of those. I think a lot of times people realize when they have skin issues, but sometimes we just ignore things, which I think it's important not to just ignore your skin because it's better if you can catch things early. So if you start to notice your skin is feel looks and feels more dull or dry or your skin tone is just not, you know, it's either uneven or it's pale, um, or you start to, to get itchy little patches, little eczema patches, you know, like uh, redness or itching, or you start to get more acne and you haven't had before, you're starting to break out in pimples more. Any of those kinds of things, any changes in your skin are, are going to be a sign that something is going down the wrong direction. And, and sometimes it's just an acute thing. So you may wake up one morning and you notice that you've got a bunch of pimple you've broken out or you've got dark circles under your eyes and puffy puffiness under your eyes. Well, maybe it's just something that you ate it the day before. And, you know, we can talk about some of those foods if you want, but dairy and sugar are two of the big ones that can cause some of the skin issues, the common skin issues that people have. And there are other ones too, depending upon the skin condition. Um, but sometimes it's just about, you know, you ate something that wasn't, wasn't quite good for your body or you didn't get enough sleep or maybe, um, you, you did something different in your, 
in your lifestyle routine, and you're more you're, you're more stressed. So sometimes it's something simple like, oh, I just need to make that change and not do, have that habit anymore. Other other times, if it starts to be ongoing, you're noticing it every single day when you're when you look in the mirror or when you you know you get ready to get in the shower and you look at your skin and you think, wow, this is this is continuing to go on despite making changes. In that case, then you really want to look for what is the underlying cause here. What's going on that may be causing these changes? Okay, so let's kind of switch gears and um, talk a little bit about diet. Some of the best foods and worst foods for the skin. And um, before we go into that, I wanted to let the listeners know um, from my own personal standpoint, um, I think I'm a pretty great doctor, but when it comes to being a patient, I'm a pretty terrible patient. And when it came to making changes to help my skin, it wasn't until I really buckled down on my diet that I noticed the biggest changes in my skin and I was really resistant to doing that, hence what makes me a terrible patient. <laughs> I would rather take handfuls of supplements, but you know what? It didn't work. It was really once I made drastic changes to my diet that I noticed the biggest changes in my skin. So Dr. Cates, what are the best foods for our skin and what are the worst foods for our skin? <laughs> well, um, we could cover uh, just a few of these, but I know we also want to cover underlying causes and some skincare ingredients too. So, what I want to do is I want to uh, I want to share with your audience um, uh, a downloadable cheat sheet on the best and worst foods for skin. So, I'll uh, make sure you have that to share with your audience, uh, and um, so that you know gives goes into more detail than we have time to for today. Perfect. But just. To, yes, yeah. And just to touch on a few of those, I mentioned dairy and sugar. And so I would say those are the two top foods that are, are, um, just really create more problems for our skin. And with sugar, what happens is we have, um, when we eat excessive amounts of sugar or foods that turn to sugar, and then our body increases our blood sugar, and um, what happens then is that our insulin increases. And insulin then can trigger excess sebum production and androgen activity. And excess sebum production and androgen activity are two of the big things that trigger acne. And so a lot of times when we eat all, a bunch of sugar, that's going to be, that's why it can be a we can end up with um, some extra acne, or if we have chronic acne, you have to really be careful with sugar. Um, and then another thing is that it really speeds up the aging process because of glycation issues. When we eat too much sugar or foods that turn to sugar, it um, it causes um, these advanced glycation end products to bind to our skin's collagen elastin, make it more brittle, rough, you know, we end up with more of the, the wrinkles, fine lines, sagging skin, all that collagen damage that can occur as a result of eating too much sugar. So sugar is is an issue for a number of pro, another a number of reasons. And then dairy is another one that is and and I'm not saying that people have can never eat sugar or dairy ever. It's just that I think that if you have a skin issue, try giving up these foods for a week, ten days. And, and see how you do without them because they may not be a big problem for you, but they could be contributing. So dairy is one of those foods, and that is even raw dairy, um, you know, organic, uh, you know, from the, from the farm down the road, even those, even dairy 
right, you know, whole milk can be a problem. But the biggest one is really skim milk because uh, there has been research showing that's one of the biggest acne trigger foods. So dairy is, an, is more of a pro-inflammatory food. It's more acidic. It also contains hormones, even organic, even um, grass-fed dairy products are going to contain hormones because they come from a lactating mammal. So hormones can trigger acne and other issues with our health and with our skin. So that's you know, kind of on a nutshell why to, you might want to consider cutting those foods out, especially if you have chronic skin issues. And then the, some of the best foods for skin, some of my favorites, are ones that contain high amounts of antioxidants, which protect our skin from oxidative damage from free radicals and that occur on a day-to-day, -day, that free radical damage that occurs on a day-to-day -day basis. And one of those things that speeds up our aging or causes us to have more of those wrinkles. So when we consume antioxidants, it help protects us. So foods rich in antioxidants like berries or uh, kale and you know, green, green leafy vegetables. Those kinds of things are going to be great for our skin. And then also foods that have beneficial oils like omega-3s. Wild salmon is one of my favorites. Krill oil is another great one. So these are some, some foods to, to try and get in your diet to help protect your skin and give it that, that healthy glow. Okay, those were wonderful, wonderful uh, diet suggestions. So um, you, I know that you also said you wanted to mention, give our listeners some tips about what to look for when they're out there buying their moisturizer or their um, shampoos or conditioners or their, you know, body care products. What should we be looking for? Because there's, I mean, you know that there's a lot more, a quote, natural products on the market, but they're not always actually very, they're not good for us at all. You know, it really is shocking, and this is this is why I ended up creating my own skincare line, was because I, as a naturopathic physician, I would tell my patients, choose natural skincare products, and and they would come back to me and they would either be upset with with the the results they were getting or they weren't they were concerned that they weren't truly natural and i so started doing research on it and i realized that a lot of the products out there even a lot of the natural ones do still contain some harmful ingredients and and also the one the natural products that are out there a lot of them aren't well designed to help help our skin health so there are a few things to look for in skincare products that are really important. Um, one is that you want to make sure that they are free of the most harmful toxins. And so some of those, I'm just going to cover a few of them, but I'm also going to tell you where to go to get more information. There's um, a website, there's a, an organization called the Campaign for Safe Cosmetics, and they have a lot of great resources on their website. I would suggest going there, checking it out. You can learn a lot more. There's there's so many, I mean, there are thousands of ingredients that you could, you should be, you know, looking out for or concerned about if you really wanted to look into a lot of research on it. But I, I think that there are a few, though, that you want to be particularly careful of. And one of those is fragrance. And you'll see synthetic fragrance, you'll see fragrance listed, even a lot of natural skincare products, fragrances in there. And the problem with fragrance is that it's it's not well regulated. It's an opportunity for skincare manufacturers to put hide all kinds of different things in there. One of the things that's hidden in in fragrance is, are 
types of phthalates, in particular diethyl phthalate, which is a plasticizing agent, and it's used to help preserve the smell of the fragrance. But the concern is that diethyl phthalate and other phthalates are known hormone-disrupting chemicals, and they've been found in samples of uh, human tissue, of human um, samples, and so, so the metabolites of these have been found in, um, actually in urine samples, in both United States citizens, Canadian citizens, and like 75% of Americans, 90% of Canadians that were tested. So we do know that these are hormone-disrupting chemicals that are in fragrance, and we know that they get absorbed. So that would be one that I would definitely watch out for. Also, um, parabens are another one that are in a lot of products, and and there's been some controversy about parabens because some people, some manufacturers saying, well, there's not enough research to show that they're not safe. But there there was a study um, that that showed that there was um, there were parabens found in breast tumor tissue. And while this doesn't necessarily mean that parabens cause breast cancer, we do know that they're taken up into the body, including in breast tissue. So there are some concerns about this. And we also know that they have estrogenic, they're xenoestrogens, so they have estrogenic activity in the body. So we want to be careful with things like parabens. Um, and we do know that they get absorbed as well. There are many studies that have shown the absorption of parabens and um, and then also there are ingredients called, there's a group of ingredients called formaldehyde releasers. And so you, they don't see that, you don't see that listed on the ingredient label. You'll see things like DMD hydantoin um, is one of the examples. There are a number of different ones. But what happens with these is, is when you use these products, you put them on the skin, they release formaldehyde into the air around you. And we know that formaldehyde is a carcinogen, and so, and we know it's most toxic when it's, when it's inhaled. So we want to be careful about these ingredients as well. And again, I know there are a lot of these ingredients. Um, just, you just want to do a little research, go to Campaign for Safe Cosmetics. You can also go to my website, thespadoctor.com. I've written blogs on this, so you can get information, more information on that. And um, so that's one of the really important things about skincare products. But in addition to being clean, you also want to make sure that they contain natural actives because a lot of the natural skincare products out there, they have natural ingredients, but they're not that high quality. And I know this is doing a lot of research on supplements that you can have a supplement that may have a list of great ingredients, but if they don't come from a good source, they're not going to do the job. So it's the same thing with skincare ingredients. You know, we need things like CoQ10 and green tea. There's been a lot of great research on them. However, if you're not using the highest quality, then they're not going to do the job. The third thing with skincare products is that they need to be mildly acidic to help the skin microbiome. And we know that there's a lot of science, there's research on this now that we know that the, that our skincare products need to have that mild acidity to help promote our skin health and to keep our skin from aging rapidly, from keep our skin from breaking out. So, you know, you just, your peak of your skincare products should be in that 4.5 to 5, somewhere in there range is ideal and sometimes people will have them listed on the container sometimes you have to actually ask the manufacturer so those are some some of the the three keys that i would say about skincare products to to help make sure that they're effective and when i did my research and i i learned about these i i that's why i created my own skincare line and I made sure that we have all of that in the spot doctor skincare products Wow, that was awesome! Awesome uh, information. I never knew about formaldehyde releasers. That just makes my skin uh, ugh, 
Yeah. Skin crawl. <laughs> Okay. And there are so many products that I, I've been on, like the doctor's TV show and extra TV, and we talk about these ingredients, and people are always just shocked to, to know about these things. So we only have a few more minutes left, Doctor Cates. Is there anything else that you know, we haven't talked about yet today that you think is important for our listeners to know? Yeah, you know, I think that with with skin with skin issues and optimizing our skin health, it's really a two part approach. We want to put skincare products on our face or on our bodies that that have those three keys that I talked about. We also want to do things internally that help support our skin from the inside out. So I talked about addressing those underlying issues and and just to give people an idea of what some of those underlying issues are. Hormone imbalance is a big one when we as we get older, our hormones change and and certainly there are things that we do, medications we take, these these hormone disrupting chemicals in our environment, those all throw our hormones out of balance, so that can be a big underlying cause. Uh, gut issues, leaky gut or the gut microbiome dysbiosis issues, those definitely play a role as an underlying issue that impacts a lot of skin issues. And that's a lot of times what I go to first is what I'm looking for um, with my patients is trying to figure out if that's an issue because it is a big one for a lot of people. And it is one of the things that leads to people having a lot of food sensitivity. So if I have somebody that has a lot of food reactions, a lot of times that that is one of the big underlying issues. And of course, diet and lifestyle are a big, are a big part of the underlying issues. So if people have been been really stressed or they've been eating wrong that not exercising doing all the things that we know are healthy for us if people haven't been doing that that can create a lot of problems as well so some of the things to think about um, you know I have a I have a book coming out in um, in 2017 that goes through all these underlying issues helps you identify what your underlying issues are what's your skin type and and also provides recipes and a two-week program to help people with with skin issues or just that want to have that beautiful, clear, glowing skin. Oh, fantastic. So, Dr. Cates, how can our listeners find out more about you and uh, where can they find your upcoming book and uh, your skincare line? Well, people can go to thespadoctor.com, and doctor is abbreviated DR, so it's thespadr.com. And I have um, I have a blog on there. I have I have a quiz, and the people can take my skin quiz and find out. That gives it's a free skin quiz. You can get some great information about the underlying causes of what's going on with your skin and some solutions for you. Um, I also have my skincare products on there, and um, I have a podcast, and all that information is on my website. So people can go there to get more information. Wonderful. So I'll make sure that those links are in the podcast notes so our, can, so our listeners can easily uh, find all those resources. Great. Dr. Cates, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has been an awesome interview. Thank you. All right. That wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Dr. Trevor Cates. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carrie.